What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. You're listening to episode 260. I am your host, Greg. I'm here tonight with Ryan and Tyler. And uh, we have an episode. There's a lot of stuff happening in the hockey world in general. The Red Wings are winning games. The All-Star jerseys are terrible. Um, but how are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. Tired. A lot going on at home. But other than that, pretty good. Pretty good for the most part, I would say. This weather is fucking brutal. But besides how much that, snow do you got? We don't have a lot of snow, but it's 17 degrees out, and we're getting more snow on Friday. So, boohoo! It was like two degrees here this morning, and yeah. uh, yesterday it was like negative four outside in the morning. So, yeah, I think we're getting that next. Frankly, you're about to get our cold snap. Get a little pond hockey in, hopefully at some point. Currently 14 out for us right now. It's finally above 10 degrees for the first time in four days. It's stupid. Absolutely stupid. But we do have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight and not a lot of time to do it. And we're going to start right off the top with kind of the big news that was floating around today on Twitter and on the social media that Amazon is acquiring a minority stake in the Diamond Sports Group. If you don't know Diamond Sports Group are owned by Sinclair Media. They are also the owners of Bally Sports, which carry a whole bunch of NBA, MLB and NHL teams. Now, this will mean that the NHL games will be available on Amazon Prime. Details have not been sorted out yet, but they will be. But after the end of this season, it does sound like the rights are going back to the NHL and that Amazon would have to work out a deal or, or Diamond Sports Group still. Um, they're not going to be Amazon. Amazon's just going to own a minority part of them. They're going to have to renegotiate rights with the NHL or the NHL can choose to distribute it themselves. Or the Illich companies have apparently been working on a streaming platform since like 2019 that we haven't seen or heard anything really? about. Yeah, that's, it was news a long time ago that they were trying to work on some kind of media platform for their teams. But I haven't heard anything since 2019. But uh, that's the news. I mean, it's a, I, for me, I feel like it's a positive step because the Bally Sports app is absolute garbage. And yeah. uh, no one wants to use it. And Amazon has a really solid platform for video streaming. It's really easily accessible, works all the time. And it's just it's easy to navigate. And I don't have to log into it 800 times. So yeah. I'm assuming there will be some slight fee on top of maybe a $15 fee for sports on top of whatever you already pay. But Amazon Prime Video is, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Amazon Prime Video. You're just going to have to probably pay an upcharge to get the sports. Yeah, that's, it's going to be interesting to see how that part of it plays out. If they, you, you can't think they just don't, oh my God, we can't score. Why? Like the way they've handled football, I haven't really done a lot of baseball watching hold, on there. Hold on, if, Ryan. If you're, if you're wondering, we're recording during the Panthers game and uh, Ryan might have aneurysms during, during mid-conversation. So if he Raymond randomly interrupts his thought. Net. Deeked around, couldn't score, and then Perron just decided to miss a wide-open net. They've got Bobrovsky, Florida does, in net. You have those opportunities. You have to score them because what happened last time we played, we got shut out. So if Ryan goes into ramble mode and, and starts yelling obscenities, it's because of the game. But continue about Amazon, Ryan. Or if my brain shuts off as I'm watching the play. Um, but no, I mean, they, what they've done to this point, I mean, they've handled Thursday Night Football extremely well, in my opinion. and. The baseball games, they've put out a good product, essentially, when it comes to sports streaming. And honestly, like what you just mentioned, the consistency factor when it comes to 
the platform that it comes off of, whether it's on your phone, website, through the an Xbox or what, what have you, it works. That's the glory of it. So that would be best case scenario there. What I was happy to see when looking in the in the article today is that they mentioned there will still likely be something in terms of a cable TV package, which for yeah, me, I think they said cable I, is unaffected. Yes, which is fantastic for me, which means I can keep cable because I'm I don't like having to switch between every freaking app to watch different games at, at the same time. So me being the cable junkie i i love that aspect of it i hope that's how it stays and how it works but we'll go from there but amazon that that's a huge 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 step preference would be like what you mentioned if illich actually did take something over that'd be awesome because now we're going to get even more detroit either Pist- i don't know with the pistons you think they'd be a part of that or would it be just the top you'd are the pistons right? even a real team anymore well no tom gores no but i'd be intrigued if they did something like that would they include the pistons being since it was part of ballet i would assume so but that would just open the door up like now we maybe probably get more specific content with like daniella and ken cow like it goes from just the youtube realm from all the stuff that we're used to seeing with the tigers and, and red wings in particular now it's you've got specialized programming it's to be like what msg does for the rangers and what you guys have with NESN or Nesson, however you say it. Kind of like what used to be on, on Fox Sports Detroit when it was yeah. Fox Sports Detroit. There was Wingspan. There well, was they still other... do that. They still do certain things as such as that. You could get exclusive app content. Yeah. Right. But it's there's still quite a bit of national or random broadcasts that take place on it. So maybe you'd see more localized broadcast of things. I mean, I get it. They show high school championships and things of that nature. But maybe we get more of it is kind of where I'm more college hockey and stuff like that on there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good move overall. And I know a lot of people are going to poo poo it because it's Amazon and they're like, I hate giant corporations, but guess what? They've got the money to do it and they have the platform already built and it works. So I'm all for big money investments in it. If it means that I'm going to have a consistent high level experience, that I don't have to log, like I said, log in a hundred times. Every time I open the Bally app now, I have to log in. I have to go to a computer and authenticate it. Then I have to authenticate it a second time, which is absolutely insane to me. And there's no like button that says remember me or anything. So it's absolutely terrible. But remember I think that's the good news. Yeah, it's awful. It's terrible. And Ryan's now going to sing Coco. <laughs> I'll say one thing about that. I mean, obviously, I really haven't had to deal with that living in Boston, so I use ESPN and ESPN Plus. But that app has its own problems too. So let's just not kid ourselves. Like that app is perfect. That app has its issues too um, at times. But regardless of the situation, anything is better than from what I've heard of that Bally Sports app and what I experienced when I was with you, Ryan, watching that Columbus game. You had to mm-hmm. log in a couple times before you fucking threw your your remote through the screen of the tv so uh yeah i mean like i said it'll be it'll be a good step in the right direction i really hope that and and this could just be wishful thinking because i know espn plus has their platform and whatever but i wish it would go back at some point to where every nhl team has their own um like network and it's all on the nhl app you can still access it like you used to on the nhl app that was the best I know the ESPN app is kind of there, but it's still not quite there. 
Uh, it's gotten better from the first couple of years, so I'll say that. So, anyways, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. You mentioned the NHL app, and I I forget who it is I follow on, on X, but they reached out to ESPN help, and it sounds like because with, with the NHL app, you could go back and watch games like throughout an entire season and have no issue. Yep. It sounds like the ESPN app drops games off after 30 days. I think they said, uh, released in a statement yesterday, that that's a glitch. It is not supposed oh, they to happen. Did? Yeah, okay. but they're investigating it because they said that is not supposed to happen. Interesting. Well, that's good to know because last I saw, which was maybe about two, three weeks ago, someone had tried to be like, hey, I'm trying to go back to these games. Yep. Where are they? And then they're like, oh, it's a 30-day thing. So Yeah, I saw that too. No, they released it was either today or yesterday. They said that that should not happen. Hmm. You know, it's one thing that I'll say one thing about the NHL app and, and what it used to be. It was so, so basically it was it was a spinoff of MLB TV, which was the first one, and MLB TV was fantastic. So we like, interrupt your uh, broadcast for a beautiful uh, beautiful goal oh, by I just none other than Moose. Big, big tip, Rasmussen. I just saw it um, on my feed. So but continue continue uh, talking about the now garbage NHL app. But yeah, there was a spin. It was a spinoff of MLB TV, and it was fantastic. It got better every year, and it's almost like the ESPN app has way too much packed into one app. Am I right or am I wrong with this? Uh, yeah. I I, I mean, I said they have a ton of sports. That's what it is. There's just yeah, so many different sports. Yeah, but they are, dude. They're still called the worldwide leader in sports. So having all of those things like. They just renewed their NCAA rights for that. championships. What the next nine years? Yeah, and what the fuck? They got scored on. But so I mean, I, I get your point there, but I, I I know what you're trying to say in the sense of having a dedicated NHL app was fantastic. Yep. There's there's no question about it because they would have stuff from NHL Network get posted on there. You could watch the episode, the pre, the prior recorded or non live episodes that were going on. The way they set things up, it was just awesome. And then it you worked. Had, you I don't know why you broke it. Well, I know, yep. but it's that's the annoying part too, like what you said, because you could save your t- favorite team to it. That's what you come to as your home screen. And then you can go to the league. You can watch all the different highlight packages they have from every single game. You can watch the other games. If you have your NHL standing. ticket, you could watch all the games there. But, anyways. All right, we're getting yeah, too deep into app talk. We're done talking about apps. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing we're going to move on to, though, is uh, a, I guess, controversial subject in the NHL currently. I think it's terrible. But the NHL All-Star jerseys were released, and they are they are god-awful. Uh, they look like my daughter, who is, like, five years old, could have probably designed a better jersey. Well, it was Justin Bieber, so it's not far off. They're all condiment colors. Um, it's uh, the back of them. I don't know what kind of crazy balloon font. That was chosen for the numbers. The numbers are really spaced apart. The name, like a text message. That's what it looks like. The name is like in a black bubble underneath the numbers on the bottom of the jersey. Uh, they said the only thing that could have made it worse is if they used Comic Sans font. Probably would have made it worse. The Dan Gilbert special. But what it is, I guess, is they say that people over the age of like 27 hate them. And people under the age of 27 love them. And if that's who they're advertising to, those are the people who always say they don't have money. So who's buying these jerseys? I guess that's my question. Well, we already know someone in the Discord is going to, but they're also a jersey whore. So 
Well, you're trying to promote to the younger audience, but I don't think your jersey style is the way to do it. Because if they like hockey, and as long as it's a decent looking jersey, they'll probably buy it. You just excluded an extremely large portion of the people that watch by putting out whatever these hideous abominations are. Literally, the logo is three fourths of the front of the jersey. And it just, and they, I mean, it was, didn't they say it was, it was the terrible. biggest NHL logo they've ever put on a jer- one of the jerseys? And they were like proud of it. Yeah. For all the reverse retro nostalgia bullshit that Adidas has been throwing at us the last several years, you would think that for their final go round, they'd go to an old school style all-star jersey. No, they're prepping us for Fanatic. They're prepping us. Yeah. Like, especially, yeah, especially going to Toronto. Like, we should have known with the ugly red logo that was on the, the Maple Leafs jerseys that this all-star jersey would be trash. That should have been our first clue. Because every time I see it, I'm just like, what the hell is that? And no, they, they managed to somehow come out with the worst possible thing after all of the jerseys they've done to this point. It's actually impressive to this point. Because there's the, the consistency factor that they have is on, is on point. They, they have stuck to the brand of Adidas just sucking the life and excitement <laughs> out of anything sports related. That's why you see, and I've touched on this before, all these college teams that have Adidas, especially in football, they all what? Suck. You got to go big brand, Nike, Jordan, get with the times, quit going to garbage. Under Armour. Tyler, you're yeah. under 30. What do you think of the jersey? Oh, man. All right. So when I first saw them, I thought they were kind of cool. And the more I've seen them and the more I've looked at them and like tried to like picture what they're going to look like on the ice, the more I just hate them. Uh, I understand what you're trying to do, like the whole Drew thing. Like they really came out with some pretty cool stuff on Fanatics for like the original six. And that was the what that, that was the Drew stuff. Like the I think it's I think it's Justin Bieber's brand. It's like the OVO is Drake's brand. Regardless of the situation. I didn't know Justin Bieber had his own clothing yes, brand. That's but what the Drew is. If you see D-R-E-W, that, that, that's Justin Bieber's brand. So anyways, I, I understand what they're trying to do. Like the bubbly letters on the back and like whatever. Like, fine. But like, I don't know. It's just, the, it's not an all-star game jersey. I mean, I, I hate to say, oh, you know, the way it used to be is great. But like, if you look back at the 90s and you look back at the early 2000s and even the mid 2000s, the All-Star Game jerseys were sick every single year. I'd wear one from every single year. I, I wish I had one from every single year because they were awesome. They took the team that it, that it was that was hosting the All-Star Game and they kind of themed it behind that. But they also had the NHL logo that was like ingrained in that too. Like, I don't know. I feel like those were. Growing up, they were awesome, and and they've kind of gotten worse as the years have gone on. But this is just an abomination. It really, you know, is what an it looks like. Do you remember NHL Street? That's kind yeah. of what, like, it looks like a street hockey or like a roller hockey jersey is what it looks like. Have you guys ever been on the Drew website? No, no. I didn't even know it existed until two minutes ago. I'm upset that I now do know that it existed because <laughs> you wish this... you could acid wash your eyeballs. This is the most garbage-looking clothing I have ever seen in my entire life. And look how expensive it is. A pair of jeans that look like they haven't been washed in three months are $250. 
and they're the holes on the legs are probably bigger than my head or in sh- shoulders. Yeah, I'm good on that. I'll go by like true religion. This is the ugliest clothing ever. So now it all makes sense. But here's the thing: you talked about appealing to the younger generation, and I'm all for that because everyone looks like they haven't showered in days. I'm all for a- appealing to the younger generation and and you know grooming. You the guys new- not shower. The new hockey fans. I shower. What the fuck are you talking about? Just asking. Because you're talking about the younger generation. I'm looking at the pictures on here and they all look dirty. I'm all for the younger generation and them getting into hockey and, and growing the sport because that's how the sport continues, right? Like, that's why people argue why, why other sports aren't doing as good. But like, hockey is one of those sports where like you don't have to change a lot because you just market the stars. You don't need to market. Justin Bieber and this, that, and the other thing. Just market the stars. You have stars. And I'll tell you what, what is an absolute fucking disgrace to hockey? You have McDavid and Matthews. And if you don't have ESPN Plus, you didn't have that game last night. That should have been on ESPN or that should have been on TNT. How do you how do you mess that up that bad? McDavid and Matthews, two of the best teams in the NHL, and it happens to be where the Oilers are on an absolute but eater Tyler, right now. They gave us Connor versus Connor. Yeah. You gave us, you know, one of the best teams in hockey versus one of the worst and thought it was going to be a good game. Yeah, and it wasn't. Again, like I said, they just, they don't think with their head. They really just don't. And and I don't know what they need to do to market. Like, again, I used to do a baseball podcast and it was always like, how do you make the younger generation like baseball? You make it faster. Hockey, the, the sport itself sells it because the sport is fast. It's physical. Uh, there's a lot of good things that happen in the sport. So Unless that you're the schmuck it. the other day that said people on skates aren't athletes. Oh, yeah, that guy can get the hell yeah. out of here. Pound that, that guy has never skated in his life. You don't need to just change everything to appeal to the younger generation. Like some stuff is left. To, it's fine to be left. Okay. Like you don't need to sell yourself to Justin Bieber to sell these god awful mustard and ketchup whatever else you well, it, it, we've got listen the, listen the blue one is mayo it is craft mayo cool the ranch. yellow one is french's mustard i like the, the white, white one They're is fine. hidden valley nice ranch potato chips and the red one is heinz we've got no, the it, condiment it, it, jerseys i'll say one thing this jersey would not be an abomination if it wasn't if it was in like different colors like say that it was that blue one but it was like the the black with the orange star and the old NHL logo, that wouldn't be half bad. It if, wouldn't if be half bad. And maybe the logo was like half the size. Oh, that too. Yeah, that too. But I don't mind that as much. I mean, it's an all-star I, game. I don't jersey. blame them for using Bieber as a way to try to sell this stuff. But maybe if it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, is he still? I don't know. I don't even listen to that crap. So I don't know. I don't either. Put but... Music anyways. but I mean, it, it's. We we don't have a a Taylor Swift, so makes it a little more difficult the, to try to sell. Get the next best thing. Yeah. Uh, so what, what oh we're God, gonna do is we're gonna talk. Best? No, it's not. It's not at all. We are gonna uh, transition away from because it's just gonna make us angry if we keep talking about it. We're, we're gonna break. cover a few do a few league now. rumors. You know, I think we're gonna go to break. We're gonna go to break. We're gonna do take. Uh, give me a minute. We're gonna take a minute for a word from DraftKings. Uh, before we move on to around the league kind of news and wrap up with uh, the Red Wings and where they stand as of tonight as they are losing 2-1 to one to the Panthers in the second period. 
We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with guys like Debrinket and Kane and Dylan Larkin piling up points, you always have good choices for bets on DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And we're back. And of this second, the Detroit Red Wings sit in the first wild card spot in the East after the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, so we're one point below the Maple Leafs and the Maple Leafs have lost four straight. So if we they got a game win, on two games on us, right? Uh, they've got one game on it. Well, after this game, they'll have two games on us. But if we win this game, we will leapfrog them into third in the division. They've played 42 games. We've played 43. This is our 44th game currently against the Panthers. Oh, I'm thinking of Tampa. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, not Tampa. The Red Wings are on a streak, though. Right now, they have points in their last six games. Uh, they are 5-0 and 1, 23 goals for 16 against in that period, uh, with a Corsi 4 of 42.4 and a PDO of 107.9, meaning they've been getting some luck. Hooks have been bouncing their way. Uh, and I guess it's just they've they've played really good hockey after December. December Balanced. was a god-awful month. Yeah. And uh, January has started out really hot for them right now. They are uh, they've played 43 games. Like I said, they are 22, 16 and five with 49 points. The same point last season, they had played 43 games were 18, 17 and eight uh, with 44 points. But what Ryan pointed out before we started recording is the goal differential. I think that's the biggest thing. So they had a uh, negative 15 goal differential at this point last season. As for right now, they are at a plus 11 goal differential. So scoring is way up for the Red Wings. I believe they have four fewer goals scored on them or five fewer goals scored on them. And it just seems to now be picking up in a point where it needs to pick up. You needed to start the new year on a hot streak, getting points, and you needed teams around you to start falling down. And it seems like Toronto has started to fall down, which is kind of your prime target. To kind of go backwards a little bit on the goal diff aspect. So we've allowed we allowed more to this point last season. We've also scored 21 more goals coming into tonight's game than we did at this point last season. So huge turnaround in that sense. And that was one of the things that we really hit home or hit hard, I should say, uh, before the season got going, which we're, we're going to have to revisit that, I think, in the next couple of weeks when the All-Star break hits uh, our midseason or our preseason predictions when we had the lockdown guys on this is where i think a lot of people were expecting them to be maybe there's more that thought they they should be higher but i think as my hesitant self as i was before the season and coming into things and 
how the roster had changed out, this is what I was more or less expecting. They're going to be right there battling unless something absolutely crazy happens. And my one fear right now, and thankfully the all-star break and a 10 game or 10 day break is coming up. They've got, they're riding Alex Lyon hard and coming in at around this point last season, they were doing the same thing with Billy Huso. Lyon's been phenomenal though. He has, He, he has looked great. He has not looked tired. He's got the crazy eyes like that rival Rasmussen going on. And as Lalone has stated, they're they're riding the hot hand, and rightfully so, because Huso's still out hurt. I think he's now finally back skating with the team. Reimer had a great game the other night, that kind of redemption night, if you will, to get the team a win. And But those are few and far between from him at this point compared to how he started out the season a little bit. So ride it. Let it keep going with it, because... If they want to be in the hunt, I still think the wild card is going to be their best shot. And to be quite honest, that's going to be an uphill battle unless they can somehow, some way sneak into that third spot, which is going to be freaking tough. Yeah, I think your point about the all-star break is a good one, too, because if you look at the games leading up to the all-star break after the Florida game, we play the Hurricanes, the Lightning, the Stars, the Flyers, the Golden Knights and the Sen. So it's an even mix against it's there's some winnable games there's some really winnable games in there didn't they say that we had what the top with the seventh or eighth hardest remaining schedule well past the all-star break yes because when you come back february 10th you've got canucks oilers canucks flames kraken abs blues hawks caps and then islanders so that's your next 10 after the break and that takes you all the way through february i mean you hope you take one from the canucks you hope to keep, keep it the close. keep the West run going, man. They've they've been putting up good numbers like with them this year. And one of those should be the Dadge trip, which they generally perform okay in. They normally pick that? a West Coast trip as the Dadge trip. I haven't seen any dates on it or anything, but they do have a very hard schedule coming up right now. I think our point projections up to almost ninety. It dropped after December. It was in the mid nineties. Now I think it's back up to around ninety. But if you look at the teams around us. Last season at this point, the Florida Panthers had uh, 47 points. This season, they've got 57 points. Last season, the Tampa Bay Lightning at this point had 57 points. Now they have 49. So before the season started, we we projected a drop in Tampa. They've dropped down a bit. You look at Toronto last season, they had 61. This season, they've got 50. The poor play recently has dropped them down a little bit. So there is shifting around in the division and we have shifted up, like we said, from 44 to 49 points. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, going throughout the rest of the season at the second half, because we are past the halfway point that if we keep up, like Lalone said, halfway point is where we dropped off last season. If we keep up with what we have been doing and you double where we're at now and say we get, it would be 98 points, which would be, I mean, pretty far-fetched based on our strength of schedule. But I think 91, 92 probably gets you in at least a wild card spot. So I'm hopeful that if they can keep doing what they're doing, and they now have the vets to do it, they now have the offense that we've seen spread around in, uh, in order to do it. The only thing I think Steve needs to address at the deadline is defense. Uh, if, yeah. if Lion continues, 
especially to the trade deadline, the way he's been playing, and he proves, hey, I'm a starter. And Vili Huso comes in and says, hey, I'm a 1B now. Then you've got your goalie tandem, and I think you just need to improve defense at the trade deadline. And I think we had talked about it before. That could be done by simply moving a guy like Mata for picks and bringing in an Edvinson or moving, I mean, try to move Jeff Petrie and just bringing in something you already have inside the system without having to give up stuff to bring in a high-level defensive player. Yeah, I think that's that's the way you got to do it too, honestly, because I don't think you're going to be swinging for any of these, you know, rentals or anything like that. That doesn't seem like that they would want to do that. It would be move someone off your roster and then, you know, hopefully bring in one of the young defensemen, um, uh, Johansson or Edvinson. I, I think that's the way to do it, honestly. Yeah, when I talked to the guys from Grand Rapids last week, they said that Albert Johansson is a defensive machine. And that's proven by his stats. I mean, he was like a plus 11 on the team. He was far and away their best defensive player. If you use plus minus, which I really don't. But when you see an outlier like that, I think it tells a little bit more of a story. And he was, I think, five points better uh, in the in plus minus than the next person underneath him. So if you wanted to bring in a guy who's going to be like a lockdown defensive guy and you moved a Justin Hole or you moved a, uh, like I said, like maybe a Jeff Petrie, you might be able to try and move him. And you paired an Albert Johansson with someone like Ghost who you could let ghosts not worry so much about defense, not like he has been, but you could let him worry less about defense and just go rip it, rip it and rip it out there. Ghost, just let him do it. So, or you bring in a Johansson and maybe you pair him with someone like cider and you say, Hey, Mo, you've got defensive responsibility here in your partner. Open up your offense a little bit instead of having to worry about it. Because we know Mo gets the top matchups every single night. And he played 15 minutes against Connor McDavid uh, when they played Edmonton and has been playing some of the best hockey he's played so far. And Defensive if hockey. you could free him up a little Defensively. bit, I think that would help. I agree. Defensively, Cider has been fantastic. And then back to your point of, of maybe moving uh, Johansson and bringing him up. I, I mean, do you think someone would take Justin Hall? No, I mean, you'd have to. The only way that sure that contract gets traded is you're going to have to retain full on 50% to make that, which is like 1.5 million, isn't it? It's like it'd be one seven. Okay, so that's like nothing, which is the one seven retainer, but it's also for two more seasons after this. Are we tired of Justin Hall already? Well, the problem with with Hall, it's it's the fact that he is only making 3.4 makes it bearable because when you compare it to Jake Wallman, who's making the same for the same term, it's a, it's a banger. So it's at that pay range where you can kind of go either way with it and not really be too upset. And really that's their entire defense right now. Everyone that is on their defense. We're not looking at a Dana DeKaiser situation really, because wasn't he making, who was making over five last year? Was it DeKaiser? Regardless, uh, there's I can't think of who I'm remember who I'm thinking of right now. But Ben Strott's your highest paid defenseman, and honestly, he's earned it. I think this season he's he's turned it around. For the most part, when him and Petrie aren't going full window looking, they're a sound pair because Petrie just kind of goes off in a la la land and goes does his own thing. But Sherratt 
has been more sturdy in being the defensive aggressor that we that become accustomed to seeing when he first came on. So you, you can't be too upset with the contract situation entirely, but if they trade a guy like Hall, you're going to have to retain. If you're going to trade a guy like Mata, you might be able to get rid of that one scot-free because it's only one more season remaining. Um, and then Jeff Petrie, you can't retain anything because he's already had two teams retain contract there, but it's only at $2.3 million. However, another caveat there, he's home. So getting rid of that contract is either going to be, I think, a buyout or contract termination. Those are going to be the only two ways you likely can get rid of that contract, and buying it out doesn't really do much for you. So I, I struggle to see how they would make something work on the trade front with the current defenseman there. Not saying it's impossible, but I'm, it, it's, it's going to be an uphill climb. Now, it is Eiserman. He's done some crazy stuff before, and never know. Amada, to me, would be the guy to go. Um, He'd probably be your best chip. Yeah. Yeah. To, to drop. And and to your point about Sherratt, I mean, he was mean in that in that LA game. Mm-hmm. He was mean in that the, He's doing the it home tonight. LA game. Yeah, exactly. And and again, that's what Ben Sherratt needs to do. He's a big body. He needs to. I'm not saying he needs to go out there and kill people every time he's got the opportunity to do so, but you know, make him feel it. And and he's he's a big guy. He doesn't need to absolutely annihilate someone to make somebody feel it. Um, and Ryan, you're right. Uh, Danny DeKaiser had a cap hit of five million dollars through 2021-22 yeah that's what i thought that's he's been our highest paid guy of late so the fact that we've kept everything below that i think you're in a pretty good spot because you think about it phil peronic would have been garnering garnering a payday because we knew the offensive production was there he was going to be a a big guy looking for big money now but now you've got flexibility so i i do think your point though greg one of these contracts is gonna have to go on the chopping block mata like I said, Mata has value. That's he does, the and I hate that one because when we're talking about everyone else on this D that isn't, so the guys aren't. I, I see as you're you got to hold on to obviously are Wallman, Cider, Mata fits into that group with me of who you want to keep around, and honestly, Sherrod has cemented himself, especially of late. For me, as one of those guys you keep there, whether that's on the third pairing, I don't care. But he's usable. Paul has not been good. I feel like he's actually gotten worse as the season's gone on. Now, granted, he hasn't played a whole lot, but it is what it is. Jeff Ghost Petrie, has gotten worse as the season has gone on, too. Yeah, I'm getting there. But Jeff Petrie, he goes back and forth. There's some nights where he looks like he's on cocaine and flying around the ice, and there's other nights that he forgot he took melatonin and like he's ready for bed. And then Gossespierre, like again, what same thing with him. There's some nights where, ironic part, a ghost of Philip Peronic, which is what we would love to see back there, and he's just controlling everything offensively from the top of the point. But then there's other nights where he can't puck control anything. It's like he's trying to handle butter, and the puck flies off his stick. He's not getting back defensively. There's just too much inconsistency coming from him at times that makes it like, okay, well, you're gone after the season anyway, so. I don't know. I don't. And this is, again, a situation where I just don't envy being an NHL or pro pro sports general manager. Yeah. And we had kind of talked about it before. The only thing that would stop giving up Olimata would be that what has really improved 
for the Red Wings this past stretch of games where they've been winning is they've been playing better defense. And mm-hmm. Olimata has been a reason for that. He's been playing much better defense lately than, than the rest of the team, really. And Mo, like you said, Mo has picked it up defensively. So when you get rid of a piece like that, you hope that the piece you're bringing in equals it or exceeds it. And yeah. I think that Simon Edmondson, if he's cleaned up the penalty issue, could meet it or exceed it, but also provide you more offense than Olimata provides you. Oh, so if definitely. you if you stuck a second pair of, I mean, so here, try it this way now. What if you traded Ghost, because there are going to be teams that want him, mm-hmm. and you put Edvinson in Ghost's spot? So your second pair is Edvinson Mata. I think I mean, that honest, also bumps you up. Yeah, I could see that, because you're getting, I think, not to say that Ghost isn't a good skater, but Edvinson is probably one of the best big man skaters. An elite that we have. skater. Pretty elite oh, yeah. skater. And I mean, yeah, we, I, I think one of the big points that they touched on, especially in the broadcast, was they have to clean up or he has to clean up his timing. You could tell that he was used to things in the AHL and that it is just a step behind. And when he got to the NHL level, he, d- he didn't have that same luxury. And if that was what you're trying to work with and that's how you get either him or Johansson into the lineup, I'd be good with it. But I think. To your point, you do like you, you could take it two ways. Do you want to stick with a defensive theme? And that's where you have Johansson come in. And now you've got a cider and a woman driving your power play units. Or do you go with the Edmondson route? Now you're sacrificing a little bit of defensive play, even though you know it can be there, but it's finding that comfort level to make sure that he can come in there and actually be successful with it. But the caveat to that is. Now he's probably spearheading your second power play. Not saying it could, would happen, but that is where you could see him possibly thrive. Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, though, there are options. Mm-hmm. I don't love the idea of moving on from Ghost, uh, namely because I think the power play unit has been really good, you know, uh, with him quarterbacking it pretty much. Uh, the first unit with Larkin and Perron and Comfer and Raymond, and obviously Kane was on that at one point, but, you know, hurt right now. I think that Ghost is, is a perfect power play quarterback. I mean, there's no perfect way to do this. So I guess if you had to do it and you choose between a really good defensive defenseman and Mata or a really good offensive defenseman and Ghost, I guess you take the defensive defenseman because of where the wings lack in, in defensive coverage in their own zone and, and letting people behind them. Although they've gotten way better at that over the last couple, I would say last like six to eight games, somewhere around there. Um, ever since really probably pretty much ever since the, uh, the, the calendar switched to January, uh, they've defended much better. So I don't know. That's the one thing, but I mean, you always have to give something up to get something. So, I mean, I, I guess that that's the one way you have to look at it. So I say the biggest thing you have to take into account, and I, I should go back and look at last year, but cast despair 17 of his 29 points this year have come on the power play. He has two goals and 15 assists on the power play. If that is who you move on from, I mean, I think you can get a lot of that back with a woman. We've seen it work before. I like the thought that they're using him more defensively because I mean, he's what top 10 in shot blocking the league right now, but that's where you're hoping that if you do make that switch and you have an Evans Evanson come in, you want to try to replicate that. I mean, 
is it going to happen? No, but that I guess too is where now you turn to let's let's see what cider has now. I'm intrigued. He's got 23 points on the season. Of those on the power play, he has 12. So 12 of his 23 come from the power play. Three goals and nine assists. So, I don't know. Well, if you look at Ghost last season of his uh, 41 points that he had between Arizona and Carolina, um, eight, was it, let's see, 15 of them were on the power play of his 41. So, I mean, he didn't really get a lot of power play points. Not even half of his power play points or of his points were on the power play last season either. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, if you put someone like Edvinson in there, you might expect the same kind of production. Like I said, I don't think you're really giving up maybe a ton of offense by bringing in Edvinson, but I think you're gaining defense. And that's where you, you kind of get the trade off there because I think you're right. Going forward, second half of the season, the defense needs to step up or needs to improve. Mm-hmm. And that's where where I think you'll see trades to address that. And maybe they do give up a forward. Maybe they trade Beargren and and Ghost and pick up a high-level D-man. Or maybe I mean, we they may have trade... to see a more hockey trade to get a, sure. another defenseman. Like To your point there, but you have to include one of our defensemen in that. And then yep. there's going to have to be a retention of a forward or someone else in that scenario. Yeah, you're going to have to give up something probably you don't want to give up. So someone's going to be mad. But you're going to gain, you need to gain in, in the defensive area, which, which they should be more than able to do with what they currently have in the system. Mm-hmm. What they currently have, if they need to give up picks, which I don't think they should have to, or at least very high ones, in order to make it work. Um, but I want to get you guys' final thoughts before we sign off. We're going to cut it a little early tonight. I don't want Ryan to get in trouble. So <laughs> we're going to cut a little early night. We're going to start final thoughts with Ryan. Uh, final thoughts, just keep it going wings. Cause the biggest thing you want as this all-star break approaches is you want to still see this team hovering at that wild card and three spot wild card, one, three spot. It's going to be tough. I mean, you look at the league as a whole right now, especially the wild card, the metropolitan is eating up that wild card. And Detroit is one point ahead of Pittsburgh, Washington in the aisles. And then behind them is the Devils. And then after that, you've got the mix of the rest of the Atlantic with Columbus just ahead of the bottom-dwelling Ottawa Senators. What it and sounds like you're saying is that it's a very tight division. It's a very tight division. But what I wanted to, the point I wanted to get to earlier, as you were talking about the comparisons from this year to last year, um, there's points for the taking. That there, we're starting to see that balance a little bit in terms of the teams that were at the top last year. They 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 stayed there. They kept winning, like Boston in particular. This year, we're starting to see that wealth get spread out, which I think we thought we would see a little bit more of last year. And now there's a little bit more, I hate using the word at this point because it always bites me in the ass, parity going on in the league. And because of, I think, the cap situation, Detroit has weaponized that to an extent, and it's in their favor. Now, I get it. We bitch about some of the contracts on defense, but we just made the point that we have nobody making more than $5 million and the person that was making that had a destroyed back that was at the peak of our ultimate demise. So the train, keep riding on it. Go enjoy it. There's going to be ups and downs. We're going to get emotional. I probably will because I can't control those things half the time anymore. 
Uh, but overall, it's you can't be upset with where Detroit's at at this point in time because this is how it's going to be a ride all the way up until the end. And unless something really bad happens and we get decimated with injuries, this is the team that I was expecting to see. And it's going to make for an exciting time at LCA, which I can't wait for. So on that, already around 33. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, just keep this party rolling. Um, keep getting points. Even if you don't win, just try to get a point. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the schedule isn't isn't going to get any easier. In fact, it gets harder. So, um, you know, with, with Carolina coming up and then Tampa Bay and then Dallas and Vegas and Philadelphia and then obviously the the Senators. But regardless of the situation, I think, I think you know, obviously it gets harder, but I think this team is equipped pretty well uh, to deal with some of these tougher matchups really i mean i think that you know you, you can go toe-to-toe with carolina you can go toe-to-toe with tampa bay you can go toe-to-toe with dallas and teams like this so i guess my advice would just be you know what let's let's just keep trying to get as many points as we can and, and rack them up as well as they can i mean like i said they're, they're right in it and uh, this is exactly where we wanted to be would we want to be a little bit higher sure but i mean every team says that so um, I guess just be thankful of, of where you are considering how bad December was and um, just go from there. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter or X at SealDog91. Yeah, I think the other thing is Ryan has so graciously reminded me, get Patrick came back. Uh, he got injured, lower body injury, not hip related. And they said probably a couple games he wasn't going to go on the road trip. So probably a couple games for Kane before he comes back. But He's been a big part of the offense, but they've won without him. They won before him with very high levels of offense. He just gives them another weapon that makes it a little bit, I guess, easier to kind of deceive the team they're playing against. So, uh, again, they're still down 2-1 to one to Florida in the third period, but it's just win games. Keep winning games. Keep bringing the energy. I think that's what it's been. They've, they've, they've shown in... Especially when they won uh, the what was the last game? Who did we play last before this? Was it Toronto? Toronto. Yeah, they showed in that Toronto game like they were jumping up and down on the bench like it was playoffs, and oh, it yeah. was just the emotion was fantastic. It, they're playing as a team and they're playing for each other, and that's what they got to keep doing going forward. Because when you do stuff like that, sure you might win a you might lose a game, but then you'll go on and win the next two, or you'll go on and win the next three. So. It's they're building a recipe, I think, for success after an absolutely awful December. And it's really good to see. But you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You follow the Grindline podcast online at Grindline Pod. Go sub to our YouTube channel. Turn on the notifications. You'll get uh, notified whenever an episode goes live. I would thank the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet for spreading us around. Vintage Detroit, which is the only place you should get your Detroit jerseys from and worked on. They're absolutely amazing. You can check out our merch online at Rebable.com. By searching the grind line and yeah just find us all over uh we are on twitter we are on blue sky we're on threads we're all over the place uh, so go ahead and give us a follow and stay updated with all the information that we put out but that's gonna do it for us tonight so for ryan and tyler i'm greg you stay classy hockey talk